Welcome to Man Overboard. Fitty ain't nothing but a number, yo. With your host, Language Barrow. Sponsored by the Wolfspack. America's by invitation only men's friendship, support, and networking group. Where the one become many and the many become one. Here they put the man back in human. Hello, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to the latest episode of Man Overboard. Fitty ain't nothing but a number. Yo. <laughs> and so the way this thing works is we have a format to the show. Up first, we talk about graduate school and our progress. Then we talk about the dating scene, which for me is pretty scant, so that'll be pretty short. Next, we talk about any business ideals or projects that we're working on. We close it out with some words of wisdom and a little bit of funk music. And that's it. So buckle up and let's get this party started. Hello everyone, welcome to the latest episode of Man Overboard Fitty, Ain't Nothing But a Number, yo, with your host, Language Barrel. As typical with the format of the show, we first start off with an update on graduate school. As I mentioned in the previous podcast, I've completed eight of the ten prerequisites for the completion of my Master's of Business Administration and General uh, Business Practices. So I have two more to go, those two are economics and finance. Uh, classes are still on hiatus and are not scheduled to reopen until January 17th, at which time I will be starting on my finance course. So the next topic for discussion is online dating, well, it's dating in general. So as you may be aware, you should be aware, we're in the middle of a pandemic, and there has been a, a lot of social events that either have been put on hold or canceled completely. That coupled with the kind of the beginning of the new year coming out of the holiday, there's just not a lot of events that are occurring uh, presently. So I've kind of been request I've been sequestered in my house, but I have started again uh, this online dating, probably more for entertainment than for practical dating purposes, and uh, I've been getting a lot of. Sp- I want to say a lot of spam, probably a lot of scamming uh, from women all over the world, Africa, Asia, um, Latin America, and typically it starts off pretty innocuously, hey, saw your profile, you're, I thought you were very interesting, I'd like to get you to know you better, could you provide your personal information, blah, 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 and then from there, it's just a matter of time before you get the whole, you know... Uh, my rent's due, my baby's sick, uh, my dog has got cancer, uh, I need some help with finances, can you help me? And then once in a while you get the straight up um, girls hustling or working, you know, working girls who are willing to provide some kind of intimate photos or online entertainment for a fee, which I would I prefer more so than somebody just asking you for money and scamming you. Not that I'm going to pay somebody for uh, online entertainment, but at least they're straight up and honest. Telling you, hey, this is what I do. This is how I make my money. 
and you can either decide whether you want to participate or not. So after receiving so many scams, I've decided to change uh, my persona the way they the way the women have that I encounter online. So from this day forward, I'm my name is Charlie, and I'm Charlie the Fisherman. So that's kind of my persona online. When I inter interact with people, I I tell them my name is Charlie and, and I'm a fisherman. And so we'll have to see how that goes from there. And I don't anticipate I'm going to meet anybody uh, that I'm going to be serious about. So I don't have to go worry about going back and, and telling them that I actually my name is not Charlie and I'm actually not a fisherman. But um, I'm also a writer, so I'm hoping that I, if nothing else, I'll get some pretty entertaining stories out of this whole endeavor uh, or my alter ego of Charlie the Fisherman. Now, since I'm on hiatus, I mentioned in the previous podcast that I had done some work on my chimney. Uh, because I have a wood-burning fireplace in my house, but the, the flue of the chimney was actually not high enough. It has to be a certain elevation above the pitch of the roof, or you can't get a draft to pull uh, the the smoke out of your house, so you end up getting a lot of billowing or a, a lot of backflow that the smoke actually uh, flows back into the house. So I had to create a, I had to purchase extension, then get a... Uh, scaffolding, you know, commercial scaffolding, put it beside my house, climb up past my roof, and actually put the extension on. Now it turns out that I have some internal pipework inside the house that needs to be corrected because it's allowing smoke into my house. And so I'm going to, I went ahead and purchased new uh, fluke or new piping, and so I'm waiting for that to come. And in the interim, I'm not using my fireplace until uh, that new equipment arises. Next up, uh, my house is an older house. It was renovated renovated by some flippers. And if you've ever purchased anything done by flippers, you one thing you know is they tend to do poor work because they, it's more important for speed and cost than it is for quality. And so their their goal is to get that house back on the market as quickly as possible. Now, if it's an older house, and you that's even worse because some things that they probably should take a look at that may need to be updated, like wiring or plumbing, they're not going to open the walls up because any contractor will tell you that once you open up a wall in an old house, you have no idea what you're going to encounter. So as I'm living in the house, I'm every day or every, seems like every week, I'm encountering some problems from the flippers who had done the work on this house. So my last, my most recent project was my downstairs bathroom, uh, my, my sink. They put a very shallow, shallow a vessel bowl on the sink. And so I'm constantly cleaning up water and spilling water from the sink. So I decided to actually put a deeper vessel bowl on top of the vanity. Well, as I said before, with older properties or with homes that people flip, when you start 
repairing or going in the walls or going in the plumbing, you're always going to find things that you did not anticipate. So as I took off the, the vessel um, the vessel on top of the vanity and went underneath to look at the plumbing, meaning the trap and the drain, yeah, it was all kind of stuff that they had jerry-rigged. They didn't even have a legitimate uh, purchase drain in place. They kind of jerry-rigged uh, some PVC piping with with a, a drain that went underneath the vessel and then they glued it all together with uh, some silicon or, or uh, bathroom caulk. So there was no way for me to re really repair that. I had to actually dismantle the the piping under my sink to to cut it off then go to Home Depot and a hardware store to actually custom fit a new drain system uh, for my uh, my vanity sink in the lower level. So it took me the better part of two days, but I finally got everything working, did the double check for leaks and all that stuff in it. I ended up fixing it, and so I don't have any leaks, but now I have to recalk around the vanity uh, in the space, you know, between the vanity and the wall. And then while I'm at it, I installed a new faucet. And what I'll also probably do is uh, look to put some backsplash on it uh, to complete the job. Now, the bad part of that is once I looked at that, I went upstairs and checked my bathroom near the master suite on the second level. And so I just went up there to check and see if, in fact, they had done the same thing. And they have done the same thing. They jerry-rigged some kind of drainage system with glue and silicon or silicone. And so now it turns out that that sink is leaking. So I'm going to have to actually go and uh, buy the tools and remove that drainage system underneath the sink uh, with the P-trap and then rebuild another custom uh, drain system for um, the vessel sink. Luckily for me, the vessel that's sink that's in there currently is the same model that I purchased. So this should be a much quicker turnaround because I have some idea now how to repair it. But again, on old houses, especially if someone flips, if you purchase your house from someone who quote unquote is a flipper or renovator, you just got to be extremely careful when you go to open any type of walls in those properties because you're liable to find either very poor work or something that you just have not anticipated. A couple of topics I want to also revisit are related to health or just uh, health care and health maintenance in general. I'd mentioned previously that I had started to look into uh, doing some full body squatting just for health purposes. And that I must admit that that has been a challenge. My knees are still... Uh, very tight when I get in the squatting position and uh, it's just my ligaments in general. The muscles are very tight. Uh, it's just going to be a matter of time and practice before I can start to stretch these ligaments and stretch these muscles so that I can uh, actually uh, learn to do full body squatting in a comfortable position uh, for a period of time. And I think overall, I mean, I've now you can actually purchase these squatting stools on uh, on Amazon, where when you're sitting up on the toilet, there's a little uh, stool that goes in front of the toilet, very similar to what uh, they used to use for little kids, little children when you potty train them. 
so that their legs don't dangle. They just would have their little legs on like a little stool that goes underneath uh, or right in front of the, the commode. And now it turns out now that adults, you can actually purchase on, on Amazon where it elevates your knees uh, and your feet up. So you get kind of like a modified squatting position even though you're on the toilet. Uh, the jury is still out whether it makes it easy for elimination or whether it's healthy. Um, but it does put less less stress on your um, on your knees uh, when you're using the toilet. But we'll we'll have to see over a period of time uh, if it if it's better for elimination or just overall health. But I think that in general, since it is more of a natural position, I can't unless it actually um, causes undue stress on on various joints and ligaments and muscles. I can't understand why this would not be a, a healthier experience than just uh, typically sitting on a, a commode the way we do in Western culture. Lastly, I want to talk about uh, the bidet. Uh, I, I mentioned I purchased a bidet and installed it in my house, and I was trying out the bidet to see if it's if it's healthier, you know, more sanitary. Uh, the people that have raised with it obviously swear by it, but Americans, we generally don't do bidet so it's not something that we miss and I will say that the probably the one mistake that I did made make when I purchased the bidet is this one only has a cold water intake so after a period of time it does get a little chilly if you know what I mean no! <laughs> that pretty much concludes uh, this week's episode we'll catch you on the next podcast until then, be safe. Man overboard, fitty ain't nothing but a number, yo. It's typical with the closing of a podcast. I like to leave you with a little words of wisdom. And it goes a little something. Sea Calm by Langston Hughes. How still, how strangely still the water is today. It is not good for water to be still that way. Mm -hmm.